Welcome to the Kinetic Belief Podcast. I'm Stephen Canyon, and I'm so excited to champion, encourage, and edify you every day right here. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. I think this has got to be one of the most important, uh, most common questions that we're always faced with, always getting is, how do I use kinetic belief to heal myself? How do I become sound? Or I, I just tell me how to become healthy again. Is it possible for me to be perfectly healthy? These are the questions that we're always getting at the master class, at the workshops. Every question can always be answered with a certain yes and a certain no. You see, the determining factor for every question is always going to be your kinetic belief directive. So when you pursue a certain answer with an expected motion and commitment, the substance of your belief, it always responds with the corresponding manifestation. That is the law of attraction. That's how it works. So sickness is the outward expression of a soul that is at dis-ease, and there are no original no spiritual birth defects. There's no uh, uh, directive uh, or defective belief system. In fact, you know what? Every person listening right now has a perfect believer within, inside, within the inside of them. The power of each person, of everybody's belief for a predetermined result guides creative material, or you could say the substance for the purpose of changing you to that perfected image. The, the one who is meditating on and the one that's dwelling on to consider the possibility of sickness, what you're doing is you're self-possessing organic decay of good health. In other words, the person who holds thought form. And you do it from the highest viewpoint, the one who is imagining wholeness while gratefully nurturing themselves uh, as a precursor to manifestation through kinetic belief. You're moving toward perfected health with supplements of sleep and holistic thought forms. And then kinetic motion becomes perfectly healthy, and it's something you're doing every day. And the, the power of choice develops in the creative soul, and it sources healing. It brings healing. And what happens is you become the healed. Oh, we're glad to have you back with us again today, and I sincerely appreciate you joining us again for the Law of Attraction Kinetic Belief Daily, Monday through Friday podcast. I'm Stephen Canyon. The website is kineticbelief.com, kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. Gets an email to us. Hi, Megan. Hello. How are you today? Wow, I'm really good. That was an amazing open there. That, that's exciting. Well, I'm. Ex you know, this topic excites me more than I think anything that we do. Me too. And it's something that I can never hear enough. You know, no matter how much wisdom, how much knowledge I get about kinetic belief, the law of attraction, this seems to be the one that I'm just constantly having to relearn, learn more, grow in this. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's smart. You know, there's so much in this world that's coming against us yeah. physically all the time and challenging our beliefs, trying to get us to think a different way. And I think you're right. We've got to be in the business of stirring ourselves up yeah, with the word. attitude and the mindset that we are already healthy, regardless yeah. of a bad report, regardless of what somebody else is trying to tell us. And by all means, stop anticipating the bad thing. Absolutely. And for me, the healing is the one thing that I'm constantly working on, trying to get better at because... I mean, I don't know if it's just me, but this is this is the topic where I am most likely to have a little pity party for myself. And if I'm going to get lazy about something or, you know, just kind of let something slide or feel like I need a little, I should have, you know, you should be showing me some more compassion or you should feel sorry for me. It's going to be because it's something physical. I mean, there's nothing quite like it. When something physical is, you can actually feel it, it's ailing you. Um, there's no stronger connection, right, than we have to our own body. So I think this is, I don't want to say it's the hardest thing 
to manifest, but it is it is up there. <laughs> there is so much to this, and you mentioned pity party. What is a party if you're by yourself? We always want to involve somebody else. What are you going to do? You don't feel good, so I'm going to call Mama up on the telephone, yeah, yeah. and I'm going to tell her, Mom, I don't feel good. You're going to invite her to the party. You want yeah. somebody else to agree with you that you don't feel good or that you're sick, you, and, and that's the power of words. Yes. That just is a demonstration that, you know what, words are things. Well, I even get caught in this really interesting sort of mental trap where you know let's say I'm having a day where I'm physically just not feeling great Um, so I also sometimes you can feel like you're not operating at your highest level right and if you're around other people that can cause you to feel this need to give them a reason that maybe you're not doing as much or working as hard or looking a certain way and so it's like the temptation to just go around and tell everyone what's ailing you is is so strong for so many reasons. Well, and you can, you know what, so many reasons. And one of the biggest ones is we are so quick to harness ourselves or to um, throw a rein around our feelings and let that drag us around. Mm-hmm. And we are going to feel this yeah. way, so we act that way. Yeah. We feel this way, so we're going that way. We feel this way, so we're going to have this conversation. Feel, yeah. feel, feel, feel. I'm a feeler. I'm a f- stop. We've got to stop feeling. Mm-hmm. Feelings change, and feelings are good or they're bad. And if you allow bad feelings or if you allow emotions to lead you around, yeah. then you're going to always be a victim to those. And I will, t- I will tell you this, that anybody that can control their emotions yeah. can accomplish anything in life. So that means they can be healed. If they can control their emotions. Be healed and remain healed. And you remain healed. Maintaining your healing. That's the key. There's nothing. There's also, this is one of the top things that, that really gets me a little worked up because maybe the, I think maybe the number one thing is when I, when I sense someone or something trying to like alter my really good self identity, but then maybe a close second is healing. You know, when you, when you get that feeling like something um, is very some very real negative thing is trying to manifest in your body. You know, it should absolutely make you indignant, and it nothing will get me more worked up than something. You know, like maybe a week ago I tweaked my knee, uh, running. And just the past week, I mean, I just find myself getting mad at it. Like, get off me. Get out of there. That's not who I am. What do you, what do you think I am? I'm not that. I'm well, you not You know what? That is injured. unique to you. And the reason you get upset and angry at it is because you know better. Yeah. You have the information. You've sure. got the genius has been revealed in you mm-hmm. that you are the deciding witness as to whether or not a sickness or a pain or something is going to come and stay attached to you mm. and to diminish you. You know better. And so that's where that righteous indignation comes from. You're going to work. You're going yeah. to, to battle against it. And you're getting over into your kinetic belief and saying, no, I'm the one that's the deciding witness as to uh, mm. to what I'm going to have and allow to attach itself to my body. Yeah. Isn't that the power of identity? When you have that knowledge and that truth about yourself, then all of a sudden when things are trying to change you or come in that don't don't agree with how you see yourself you're it's just gonna it's it's amazing how you know because I wasn't always like that I mean it's not like I always I mean I used to be like you know uh, yeah I'll call in sick I'll feign a, <laughs> I'll feign a cough or a cold and you know just flippantly even but then when you really start to understand what you were supposed to be what you were meant to be um, yeah, that can that can get your back up pretty quick. Yeah, and, and you know, when you are one that feigns sickness as an excuse, that is one of the most dangerous things you can do. Yeah, I found you're, that out. <laughs> you're only feigning it just to begin kinetic belief. You're believing for sickness. And if you if you practice that, you're going to actually draw sickness toward you. Well, and I, I um, worked with this guy one time, and I couldn't believe this happened to him. Um, he kept going around. He had seen that movie, uh, The Devil Wears Prada. And there's a joke in there. And one of the models, she says, she says, well, I'm one stomach virus away from my goal weight. Mm-hmm. And he heard that, and he thought it was so funny. But he went around saying it for like a week. And then the following week, he got one of the nastiest... Always, you better, and that's real to life. That's the way it works. Oh, it is, and knowing those mechanisms is like the first step, isn't it? It is, and so using kinetic belief to heal yourself, it is very real. This is a very, and it's a serious topic. We, we can't help but have fun. Um, That's just our nature, and and we laugh through all of these things. But the seriousness of this is that you know what? So many people are suffering from sickness. Um, and there, there's no reason to be uh, in a position of succumbing 
into these things when they show up. Mm-hmm. No more than you should in lack um, or uh, attaching yourself to fear. Fear will come against you just like the thing that you're believing. The good thing that you're believing will come for you. That's a good point that healing, it, it touches on so many different things. And it can touch on what is seemingly small. Maybe it's a, a sprained ankle or it can be something as big as as a terminal illness but either way it's all relative to us you know to each person dealing with these things well it's not only curable but you can whatever it is um, you can take authority over it. you have mm-hmm. dominion as a creator in the image of the the creator yeah you have the ability to speak and see things come to pass That's good. and uh, we're going to begin today by uh, peeling this back there's so much to cover here in an hour but I I'm gonna get through every bit of this I want to make sure that those that are joining us today, and I believe that there are some real physical needs out there right now. And I want to I want to reach out to you, give you the information that you're going to be able to take and apply to your own personal life, your own personal body, your health, and begin that process today to, to have healing and wholeness become revealed through you so that you can enjoy life the way you were meant to. One of my favorite things about a topic like this is, is the idea that we're going to pack so much in and you're going to teach us um, all these different ways and steps and practices to achieve health and maintain our health. But what I love is the idea that if somebody needs this, they have the podcast there. They can listen to it over and over and over again. It's not one and done. That's why I love these kind of topics. Yeah. Well, when it comes to kinetic uh, kinetic belief and using it to heal yourself, to heal your body, a lot of people, they are mental agreeers. They'll just, um, and I think you were having a conversation earlier today with someone, and, yeah. and uh, they're just agreeing agree- with everything you're saying. And it, it takes more than just agreeing. Start using some gratitude and start saying some things that you believe. Knowing is not enough. If, if you know something, then why aren't you believing it? Because those are two different things. Believing means to adhere to and rely on what you know. So... Um, I'm so grateful that even though it looks like my health is bad and even though it looks like it's getting worse, it's not. I see the sickness removed. I see that it's gone. I see perfected health has replaced the wrong thing with what is right. Now, somebody will say that only a nut will talk like that. They'll say, you must be crazy. And they'll say that, you know, if the sickness is still there, if the trouble is still there and you know that it's there, You can't deny that it's there. You can't deny the existence of the sickness. Listen, you don't deny the existence of the situation or the problem. You deny the right of it to exist in your body. You don't see it as being in your way. You see it in the way that you have desired it and the way that you are grateful for it and the way that you've been saying it. I am the healed. You see, I am healthy. I am healed. I am the healed. I am healthy. Positive kinetic believers, they've all determined to only live a life. Um, and and the, those that are living a correct life will live by choosing their beliefs. Those that are living a perfected life have made the choice, the decision. They are going to live by choosing their beliefs, not allowing what they see, feel, or hear to determine what they believe, but you're going to live by choosing what to believe. And they refuse to live by sight. They refuse to live by the news of the day, the doctor's report. They're not going to live by what you tell me negatively about myself. I'm not going to live by the influence of negative influencers or border bullies or people that are putting me down, that that are um, saying negative things about me, that, uh, you know, call me names. And, and I'm not living by any of that. Listen, many of the world's thought disciplines have known for centuries that to live a life preset by positive beliefs and not by that which is seen. They've known that this is the way to be a successful being while having a natural experience. Now, there are a lot of well-intentioned people, and and they don't know it, but they are living by sight and not by their best thought forms. So we know that words are things. And so as a result, we begin by saying what you, you want done with whatever it is. You say what you want your body to look like. You say how you want your health to be represented. Don't go and journal and say things like, it's getting worse. 
I don't feel good. Um, I'm, I'm going to be in pain today. I'm going to the doctor in December, and I just know it's going to be bad, or I'm anticipating bad news, so I think I'm not going to go to the doctor, because I think it's going to get worse as a result of that. And what's happening is you will listen, you will manifest and attract what you say. And you said that it's getting worse. That ought to tell you something. Kinetic belief and the law of attraction works by the words of you, of, of what you're speaking. There is no re- release, uh, form changing attraction without the words of the mouth, the mouth. I'll say that again. There is no release form changing attraction without the words of the mouth. It is released by the words that you are speaking. There's substance to the words that you use. Well, somebody says, well, I just wish I had more belief. And I I see what you're saying, Stephen, and I'm listening to this, but then the doctor says something else. So what you're saying is you just believe you need more of the ability to believe and not waver in your belief. Okay, well, now, how many of you want to increase in your ability to hold a high viewpoint thought form and not waver? Now, I can't see you right now, but you can hear me. So wherever you are right now, just whisper it if you have to. Just say it out loud. Say, I do. I want to increase my faith. I want to increase my ability to hold a high viewpoint thought form. Well, if you could see the substance, listen, if you could see the substance of your belief the quantum particle substance, which we know exists, you, you would see that the actual amount of substance that's required is so infinitesimally small that you, can even, you can't even see it under a high-powered microscope. It's so small. So the doubt that your belief isn't going to be strong enough is what's preventing you from manifesting what you desire to believe. Every person has more than enough substance of belief to attract whatever it is that they desire. But you've got to learn to use what you have. I liked how you began by talking about gratitude and using that really as your first step. Because anytime you're you're sort of, you know trying to manifest something new into your life, I think a lot of times it can be hard to even know what to say. So I love that concept of just, you know what, you're trying to get healing to manifest, you're you're moving toward healing, gratitude, start there. I really liked that that was like step one, (laughs) you know, step one, pick anything and just start being grateful for it. Um, Also wondering, what would you say to those people who who would say well you know what I really I can't say that my arm you know I have let's say somebody has a broken arm they say well I can't say it's not broken I mean that would be like almost like lying I mean that would be disingenuous to say well my arm's not broken you know if I have cancer and I can't just go around saying I don't have cancer I mean what would you say to them well you're not talking about what they'd say you have you're talking about you're calling what is not which is the healed you're calling that as though it already is so you're seeing your arm is healed you're seeing your body is being free from cancer you're holding that highest thought form that viewpoint as a thought form and then the gratitude you're talking about is 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 seeing what you are imagining and and believing what you are imagining to be true as though it is in present tense. You already have it. And that's the kind of gratitude that's creating a vacuum for the substance of the hope that you're believing for to come in and manifest itself in agreement with what you're believing to see. When I have spoken with people occasionally about their healing process and, and receiving healing, something that stood out to me is if they have a chronic ongoing pain, um, something that they can actually feel, they almost describe that as a voice and they describe it almost as if it's deafening. And it's, I think it's easier for us to even understand that, that if you have a chronic pain, let's, let's talk about arthritis. I know that can be one of the worst um, things to have. Um, some people can't even get out of bed in the mornings because of it. So what, what would you say are the best practices specifically for that? Because I do think mentally, it seems like that would be one of the most difficult things to sort of quieten are those that, that sort of like screaming pain that these people describe. Everything that you see has been previously defined with a definition that has labeled um, whatever it is you see. Whatever you hear has a, a definition of whatever it is you're 
hearing. Whatever you feel has a, a predetermined definition. In other words, at some point in your life, let's say that you feel a, a, a cold tabletop, you have used words to define that tabletop that to the, t- to the touch feels cold as, as being cold. So what we do with pain, and this is what we teach in our master classes, is if whatever the pain is, it starts with the, the mind and it starts with a meditative practice of redefining what it is that you're feeling internally. So you look within and you take the sensation of whatever that is that you're feeling and you redefine it and you place the the definition of the sensation of healing when you feel that arthritic pain. In other words, you've already received the the higher viewpoint thought form of you being healed from arthritis. The sensation of that healing now is going to be whatever it feels like. So that feeling or the throbbing that comes from the arthritis now, you are mentally agreeing with the idea as you've redefined it that that sensation that you're experiencing is actually healing. You're feeling the, you're feeling the throbbing of that arthritis being healed. Every time you feel another pain in your knee, that is actually the, the feeling of, of source healing that has come that you've attracted And so it actually becomes a tool that quickens or draws that substance of your imagination uh, kinetically. It adds to the kinetic energy, drawing it quicker, because every time there's a throb, every time that there is a a dulled sensation of what you used to call pain, it's a reminder that healing has shown up. And it's continually increasing your imaginations to believe for that substance of healing. So it's just constantly there reminding you that this is what it feels like to be healed. So it's a meditative practice in answer to your question to turn what was a negative into a positive. How can we even, how can we go into this process knowing for a fact that we're even supposed to to be healed and I asked that from the perspective of I grew up in a very religious home and I can't tell you how many times I heard someone say well um you know I, I guess this this will go away this sickness will go away lord willing um as if you know God was trying to teach them something with sickness but I've also heard you know non-christians say things similar to that as well like well life's just trying to show me something you know the universe is trying to teach me something as if the the sickness is some you know uh, good thing that has come into their life to reveal something to them so I mean getting even the proper perspective on what sickness is are we are we supposed to have it sometimes are we not you know even knowing that I'm supposed to be healed all the time can I think be a challenge for, for some people there are two source energies in the universe, and one is positive and one is negative. The one that's positive is always leading to expanding life, to increase, to more, to prosperity, to health, to vitality, to expansion. And that was the original intention of the Creator that was uh, recently found and sourced through the um, uh, particle collider. And we they determined and saw that just prior to the Big Bang that there was a, a creative bias that put everything in motion, all things in the universe, and created a bias for design and structure, including all of us, all beings having a natural experience, created in the image of that creator. Now, under the law of expansion and increase, that's life. It's like a tree growing from a seed into a, a large, beautiful tree or flowers blooming. And then there, on the other side, there's a negative influencer in the universe that results in decay, diminishing. Sickness, disease fall into that category. So does lack and poverty, pain, death, fear. It's all born of fear, which leads to decay. As we grow and develop in life, and here's the thing, the purpose of life is the advancement of mind, body, spirit, and soul. Advancement to perfection. Um, advancement to satisfaction. Experiencing this existence as creators, experiencing the best of ourselves so that others can also enjoy the same. And so as a kinetic believer, a master of the universe, working out this, the, all of the puzzles of life, going through this life, experiencing your best, health is part of it. And you, you even mentioned the, the Bible just a minute ago. And, and uh, if you wanted to go back and, and source some of those things that are written in the Bible, even just about health and what it has to say about it, there's so much, I know that there's so much scripture in there that really talks about it. 
which is now going to be in opposition to a lot of religious people that somehow think that you know their God is making them sick to prove something to them um, or is showing them something by you know putting them in the hospital and all of that. I know that, for example, in Proverbs, it says, Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. So right there in Scripture, you begin to see that, you know what, uh, the things that I say really do matter, and it will bring either relief and healing to my body, or it will cause them to be sick. And so as a kinetic believer now, we're in the business, we practice growing and developing. We align ourselves with original source that says, you know what, we're supposed to be experiencing a good life, nothing missing, nothing broken with an ability to expand and grow and attract uh, great wealth and attract uh, perfected health and a sound mind and protection in this life and to grow and develop to where you know we are optimistically happy because we are expecting the best while we're here. And if we have that intention, and if you have that knowing that's on the inside of you that says, you know what, I am special, I am unique, and I do have a purpose while not only here, but even once I leave this life and I continue on, uh, um, in the afterlife, that I'm going to always be growing and developing and in alignment with source energy that says that I can have more and experience more. The way that you use kinetic belief is to start saying some things in kinetic belief. In other words, I'm moving toward that thing that I'm believing for. I'm moving toward what I'm attracting through the universal law of attraction. You put action toward what you're believing to attract. Listen, so many people have desired to be healed, and, and I've, you've seen this in, in our workshops. They, they come in by the hundreds wanting to be healed from all kinds of things. They want an abundance of healing. They want an abundance of physical needs met. But now here's the deal. Many of them have never held thought form, the perfected version, in their imagination while being grateful for having already received what they are believing to have. Everything produces after its kind. Perfected health is attracted to the the settled expectation for perfected health. I could be the... I could be the best pot grower in the state of Colorado, and I could sit in my house and say, well, I believe in marijuana. All my friends believe in pot, Well, and my, my daddy even believes in marijuana. My brother believes in it. Everybody ought to have a field of pot. I could have 10 tons of marijuana seeds in my barn waiting to be planted, but if I just sit there being grateful because I believe in marijuana and, and never act on what I know to plant the seeds... I'll never harvest any pot. <laughs> a lot of people are doing that, by the way. And they're saying, well, I believe the law of attraction is able to increase me. I believe the substance of what I'm hoping for is able to heal me. But I'm telling you, that is not a, a profound statement, people. The thing that you must determine is, will you be healed? To your question, will you be healed? Your determination to hold the highest viewpoint and thought form of your perfect health, grateful now that you are already healed and then acting as though you are healed. The action is the kinetic belief that's going to get the job done. Do you think that it's possible to pursue healing, just healing, and not pursue kinetic belief in the law of attraction in other areas of your life? Do you think it's always holistic or can I just sort of ignore all the crap that's, you know, all the junk that's sort of like falling apart in the rest of my life. And I'm just going to focus on healing, even though all this other stuff is falling apart too. There are, there, there definitely are principles to physical healing that, for example, to get enough sleep, eat correctly, don't smoke, don't drink, do all these things that are going to come into agreement with the uh, development of your organic self. And you absolutely will experience more healing. Now, one thing that it, it does not ensure is, is for you to not be susceptible to a cold virus or, you know, uh, other types of diseases or sickness coming against you that even eating right might not necessarily uh, prevent. Now, it will increase and strengthen your immune system. But what we want to do is to be healthy, actually become health. Mm, and, yeah. and, and then you have a resilience or resistance to dis-ease because you can eat right and sleep right and work out and do all of those <laughs> things. But if you are a stressful person that's going around flipping everybody off and upset and angry about things that are happening to you or other people, and you are um, you know, out in the streets throwing Molotov cocktails and then going and having a kale salad for lunch... 
there is there is you can you can bet that your body the disease within your soul is going to be open yourself up to disease so you so you think that what you're saying is if you have a relationship for example that's out of whack maybe you're in bitterness jealousy against someone then that's directly going to affect your health yes yeah that, your ability right that's right what is what is health without a sound mind mm-hmm. what is uh, you know uh, any of these things that determine what is a successful person without the other it goes mind body spirit and soul you all of them go together promoting the best version of each one isn't that an interesting take on it that you you really do have to look at it holistically because if you don't one is going to trigger the other you know one ap- one aspect of your life say relationships can absolutely trigger something negative sort of, sort of a shot across the bow into healing that's really interesting so if you're trying to get healed maintain your healing you have to look at everything you want to advance the mind the body the spirit the soul and you do that through kinetic journaling mm. and but you have to start agreeing with all of that you cannot just uh, you have to agree to believe and adhere to and rely on you can't just say yeah i know yeah. well if you know why don't you believe so it's an actual uh, applica a smart practical application adhering to and relying on what you say that you are believing I think it's it's always interesting too when you're pursuing healing how it it really does take I mean you can know you can know all of this you can know how to become healed but unless you exert that effort um, to whatever extent you need to exert it to get rid of those thoughts and replace them with the correct thoughts and the correct words nothing's going to change. You can know everything. Yeah. And you know, as you do put effort into this, I like to look at it like it's something that's actually so enjoyable Mm, working the kinetic belief that it's effort that you're going to love participating in because it does, it promotes happiness and joy. And it, once it becomes you, it never leaves you. And so you're more than glad to get out your proverbial yoga mat of kinetic belief. (laughs) And I'm going to stretch till it hurts because it feels so good. Well, I have to say that healing is one of those things where, you know, if I'm having a negative thought about my health, it is so important to just say what you know you're supposed to say, (laughs) even when you don't feel like it, because this is such a feelings-based topic more than anything else. Well, often with negative feelings come negative thoughts, and you Mm -hmm. cast down thoughts with words. Your words are what works. It's not your wishes that works. It's not your thoughts that work. It's the agreement of your words that works. Wishes won't make belief work. Begging won't make healing come. People have thought, you know what, if they if they beg long enough, they are there are even some who try to get enough other people wishing and begging for the same thing. We're all just going to agree and and uh, we're going to get here, come into this room together out by the campfire and chant some things and all just agree and that. Um, then you believe that people believe that if they'll do that, it's just going to turn the situation around by the power of a beggar's game. And they somehow think that it would just it's just going to work out if enough of us are doing this. No, it won't. Now, and we need to settle this right now. Belief will make desire work, but desire won't make belief work. Belief will work without desire, but desire won't work without belief. The substance of belief in quantum physics, we know that you can have what you say, but many people they, many people don't because they've never controlled their words, the things that they're saying. They'll, they'll believe one thing and even journal and write down something, but then they'll call somebody up on the phone and they'll say something that's a complete contradiction to what they were wanting to believe, the good thing they were believing for, by believing what they're saying now, or just in agreement conversation with a negative influencer. Or, and this is always amazing to me, try it out. And just as soon as you think you've got this uh, accomplished or conquered, somebody from your past that you haven't talked to for a while will call you up. You'll meet them on the street, see them on the street corner coming out of the bagel shop, and they'll start talking (laughs) crap about somebody. And then you'll find yourself agreeing with that negative thing, and you're completely undermining your kinetic belief for the good thing when you do that. Not many people have what they say because they are in the blame game, mad at somebody else 
else, angry at a backstabber, bitter at a quitter, mad at their dad, whatever. They can, you can have what you say, but you haven't learned to control your words yet. And you go around mad at somebody for acting like a baby when you need to know that babies do what babies do. You know, as, as you're talking about control, um, it's oddly making me think about violin because it makes me, it gives you the, the thought that this is something controlling your words to maintain your healing is something that you can become very, very skilled at. This is a skill set that you can, you start wherever you start and then you build and you build because I remember when I was four years old, I remember squeaking away on that violin and God only knows how my mother even <laughs> handled <laughs> that noise in her house. I know for she's all proud those, of you now. Though. She is now, but then, you know, I mean, I just can't By imagine. the way, Megan is a world-class violinist, people. Oh. She well, is amazing. It's funny when people say, are you any good? I'm like, I better be after. <laughs> I need to quit if I'm not good by now. So moving. But this really play. reminds me of the process of, for example, learning to play an instrument. Because, you know, what makes you better at something, whether it's sports or an instrument or anything, is control. It's your ability to control. With violin, it's your it's your bow control. It's it's controlling the sound that's coming out of the string, where you're putting your fingers. Is it in that perfect sweet spot, or are you sort of sliding all all over the place? Um, but just that visual really got me excited because this is something that, hey, you know what? Just start. If you start today, you're one day ahead and you can grow and, and maybe you're, you're real squeaky and it's not very pretty at the beginning, but you can become you know a virtuoso at, at healing. And that goes back to the joy we're talking about. What you're doing is you're mastering your yeah, universe. Yes. You're mastering your orbit. You're mastering all the things that have been put around you mm-hmm. to at, at source energy has attracted attracted these things into your life. And typically it's because you had an aptitude for it to begin with, Mm -hmm. but then you're finding that intrinsic joy by working the things out within and then speaking that substance into form and holding that, holding that highest thought form of you mastering that violin to the place where you're drawing that ability into where now you've got the, Mm -hmm. the, um, articulations and the physical ability to manipulate those strings and to play your heart's desire. Well, and I think what you're saying, it's just such a wonderful thing to remind everyone of because sometimes I think we can approach kinetic belief in the law of attraction like a job like work like well I'm gonna go to the office the law of attraction <laughs> right, office right. today wah yeah. wah but it should be fun you can you can approach anything from the power of positivity from that angle and I think that even supercharges your process well you know you who's that. you know who struggles with kinetic belief being fun or not are those who haven't done it because I can tell you from That's experiences true. that every <laughs> single kinetic belief having an amazing time with it. They wouldn't stop doing it for anything because they're getting results and the results are exciting and they're coming faster and faster because the more you do this, the more it becomes second nature to where you're not even, it's not practice. It's not going to work. You're not even thinking about it. And and for example, what you're talking about, negative influencers and and negative information or even a struggle, you don't even have to think about how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. It's second nature and you get your backup. That's that, that righteous indignation that goes, no, you don't. I know I don't have to have this. And you kick it to the curb the moment it shows up and you have a great time doing it. That's such a good point that if you're not enjoying the process, that means you actually haven't started it. You're not doing it. But you haven't started it. So the anticipation... The anticipation is what is horrible of anything. Of anything. Of anything. Right. Well, that's where fear there. is. Anticipation is yeah. another a big word, a fancy word for fear. You're afraid. Yeah. And you're afraid of the unknown. You're afraid of what you don't know and what you haven't experienced. People that are afraid of flying don't know how to fly a plane. Well, and you just made a good point, too, that you, you were just talking about people focusing on their sickness, even if they're they're attempting to be healed. And it makes it sort of sparks an idea that, you know, just the the topic of being pro-health versus being anti-sickness because you've overlaid that with many topics before and that there is a big difference there yeah there is that's right pro-health in other words i'm not trying to become healthy what i'm doing every day through kinetic belief is i'm maintaining my health i am the i am health I am love. I am joy. I am happiness. I am prosperous. And it's so important to to get a hold of those I am's because I think it's natural to want to say, I'm not. I'm not sick. I don't have 
let's say cancer, but that's not it. That's not it. That's, that's not exactly it. right. That's that is that is the difference between someone wishing and someone having. Mm, and those good. are worlds apart. Look, through the knowledge of unconditional love, let's just go there. Wisdom is increasing. And a person who's not unconditionally loving themselves is still, you know, kind of bending an ear toward condemnation or judgments or, you know, fear is sort of leading the conversations that they're having. Now, somebody's thinking, well, you know what? I need more peace in my life. I'm listening to this podcast and, and uh, you know, I, I don't, I'm not really sick, but I'm so tormented and I need peace. Then I would tell you, if that's you, you just need more knowledge and you need more wisdom because it's available to you and it's available right now. Somebody that's been playing around with the law of attraction is actually asking right now, and I know it. They're saying, so what is some of the knowledge of kinetic belief? How does the law of attraction really work? I've been, I I watched The Secret and I've had some conversations about it, but how does it work? How does thought form manifest? Listen, if you find out how law of attraction works, you will know how your belief is going to work. It was shown in the Particle Collider Quantum Physics Laboratory that there was an intelligent bias prior to the Big Bang that gave instruction for every design in the universe. In other words, intelligence, wisdom, love never did anything without saying it first. And you hardly do either. You say, I'm going to the mall. I'm going to work. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You, you always say it before you do it. You are programmed to operate that way. So if you don't say some things in kinetic belief concerning some of the things you desire, concerning a, a healed whole body, you'll never operate in the law of attraction in those areas. Well, I just don't know if I believe that we do things like that. Look, the world's thought disciplines have known this is where the power and our ability to change things comes from. Every world religion teaches the power of belief. The prophet Jesus uh, said, I believed and therefore have I spoken. And he said, you also believe and therefore you speak. In other words, the wisdom and counsel of the world's thought disciplines, religions, and science are all in agreement with this. If you believe, speak, and things will change. I like how you said that we like to make announcements <laughs> because that's so true. It made me think of uh, whenever when I was a kid and we'd be watching a movie at my grandparents' house and I'd be like, oh, pause the movie. I'd say I have to go to the bathroom without fail, <laughs> without yeah. fail every time my grandpa would know. No, we don't we need know. to know that. We know. We don't need yeah. to know that. Yeah. He would always yell that after me. <laughs> we don't need. But isn't it funny how we just have this try ridic- it. Try it. ridiculous Smash need. your finger. Ouch, that hurt. Oh, I know. This hurts. It's amazing, isn't I'm it? I'm sick. I don't feel good. Try to, you know, next time you don't feel good, try not to tell somebody. Oh, my goodness. There's oh, something a, going on there. There's power yeah. in your words. And yeah. you are affirming that bad thing when you do that. In other words, you're coming into an agreement with a negative source that's now going to absolutely manifest because you were the deciding witness. That's how it works. Do you have a personal example of some sort of really big healing moment that you achieved in, in, your, own, in your own life? Uh, yeah, you know, I do. Um, oh, wow. I mean, that's kind of really where all this began with myself. Mm, and, true. Um, you know, I was, I've been doing this for a long time. And I, I was, I've been holding healing workshops for the last 20 years now, masterclass healing workshops, 20 years of it. And more than any of our masterclasses, actually, you know, the workshops, th- these are the most heavily attended, as you know. I mean, this is people, yeah. people come out for these just like nothing. I mean, even uh, they, they if really even more than than um, the money and uh, uh, attracting wealth. Well, all un- of those. It's undeniable, right? Like when you need healing, it's just it's staring well, you in the face. It doesn't matter how much money you have in a bank account. If you've got a doctor that's giving you a report that says you're going to die of cancer, yeah. um, you want to you want to be healed. You want to attract healing. Yes. So that's how important this is. And I think that, you know, it's even been word of mouth that people are getting results at, a, at these workshops. And I have received revelation knowledge on kinetic belief and experience it personally, you know, when I was five years old. And that's kind of where it all began with me. And so some of the things I've been, a lot of the things I've been teaching, all of it coming from kinetic belief and exactly how it works. Um, You cannot resist. Um, You have to allow your belief to overcome you. 
when you start practicing kinetic belief in the law of attraction, you have to immerse yourself in it, allow it to become you. And like we were saying, for it to become second nature, there was a woman that came to a workshop and she had tumors on her face and she went through and she became a kinetic believer, began journaling, uh, a guided journal uh, through kinetic belief. And, you know, it wasn't even a month later that her son contacted us to let us, to tell us that her tumors had fallen off into her hands. Wow. And so, you know, back to your question, you know, this was, I was five years old. And when I first um, had uh, came in contact and uh, experienced what kinetic belief is, and I mean, this is kind of gross, but there I was, I was a little four, <laughs> three-year-old kid and I had warts, I had some warts that started showing up on my hands. Did you pick up a frog? <laughs> I, you know, I did. That's I used where to, I got him when I was I've, a kid. You know, I've looked at that since then and I cannot find any, you know, they say that it's just an old wives' tale. It's a myth that frogs will give you warts, but I played with frogs a lot and I got warts. So... So tell knows? me that's not true. So, uh, you know, yeah. I, I played with the frogs. I got the warts. So yeah, they're, whatever. They're, okay, so but I got, and they started showing up on my hands and my little fingers and, and in between them on my knuckles. Mm. And it wasn't one or two. My hands became covered with these warts. That would hurt. And, well, they, they did. It, what was really painful is the medicine that that my parents were bringing home. My mom would bring home this little ointment, and you put it on. They're supposed to, like acid, just burn the wart off. Ooh. And, and it would get it down to just, an, and it would hurt so bad. And it, of course, it just didn't get rid of them. And three years old, when I started getting them, four years old, they were multiplying. By the time I was five, I was so embarrassed going to, I uh, went from kindergarten in the first grade, mm-hmm. and my hands were covered. Oh, that'd be terrible. In these warts, and they hurt, and there was not enough medicine to do any. I, I didn't know what to do about it. I'm a little kid. Well, one day... Uh, my mom, my mother came in and she said, um, she said, Steve, I've got something I want to tell you. She said, um, and this is, there was an elderly man that told me to tell you this. And the way that the story went is he said to, for me to find an old dish rag in the kitchen, a dry one, and it needed to be old and it couldn't be wet. And he said to take that dish rag and to wipe your hands, all of your warts with that dish rag. And then I was to go out into the woods, the, the woods behind our house there, and find an old tree stump. And he said, make sure that no one follows you when you go out there. Take that dry dish rag that you wiped your hands with and hide it in the tree stump and never go back to it again. Huh. And then he wow. said, now, what you're to do from that moment on, he said, I want you to see those warts disappearing, leaving your hands. And I want you to be thankful that they're leaving. And so, you know, la-di-da, I didn't know any better. I didn't know any worse. All I knew was to believe I'm five years old. Sure, the grown-up told me to do it. That's what I'm going to do. He's an adult. I'm not going to disobey my mom. Are you kidding me? So I did that. And, And Megan, it was just within just a few weeks. Oh, Every day, by the way, I would get up in the morning. First thing, I would look at my hands. I could see them with my eyes, but I was learning to imagine those warts gone. And I'm thankful that they were gone. And I would immediately go back to the memory of hiding the dish rag, and I'm thinking, okay, my older brother, who's a bully, didn't see me do it, so I know he didn't go out there and take the rag, and I know it's still <laughs> in the woods, and I can't go back to it to verify it. So now I'm, this is the action to the belief in the high view, the the higher viewpoint of the thought form that I have created. I'm imagining my hands free and clear from these warts, mm-hmm. and I did the action. I took the cloth, and, and through action in my belief, I hid the cloth, doesn't matter what the action is, but that was the action that I was performing to the imagination I was holding. And then the the patience, I was determined and I was willing to wait forever. Therefore, I was not going to have to wait for long. Within a few weeks time, all of those warts were gone. They were wow. gone from my head. So I go about my 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 uh, little way, and uh, my hands are free. But the experience and the powerful result of a small child going through something like that changed me, changed me forever. It really set me on course for the rest of my life at studying and understanding kinetic belief, all of the 
the mechanisms involved in the law of attraction and how this works. Because I immediately went on to, and I used the same principle for attracting the ability to play the piano and drawing melodies into the universe. And I played, and I played professionally. Now I play with orchestras and I compose and write. I don't read music. I didn't take lessons, but I learned through kinetic belief and the law of attraction to master the piano and now play uh, my music um, all, of, all over the world and, and with orchestras and uh, and with the privilege of playing with you, a oh. world-class violinist. <laughs> we do have fun. And we have a great time what with What a it. dynamic experience to have as a child. I mean, that would absolutely set your course for belief and faith as you as you grow older. Um, I have to ask, you know, you, you mentioned the washcloth component of this story, which I find very, very interesting because I think any time that you're putting some sort of action to a belief – you're taking it to that next level. Um, is that something that you just think kind of works because you were a kid? Or do you think that as an adult, somebody could pick a seemingly benign action, but use it as sort of this catalyst for their for their faith? What you're doing, when you take an action and you apply it toward a thing that you're believing for, you're actually creating the, the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen, it comes and moves into a vacuum that's created in the natural, in the space that we're occupying by movement. So when we move through space and time with a belief system that we're holding to imagine, the substance of that belief, molecularly speaking, or we could go into quantum physics even and say that that is now going to be drawing what you're imagining to see into a place where action has occurred. So the action that's taking place, whatever it is, is going to be directly related to what you are imagining. Um, you know, going back to the Bible, there were occasions where you know uh, you would uh, Jesus would take sand and spit into mud and put it on someone's eyes, and they would their eyes would be open to see. Right, that's a good uh, point. Take up a mattress, and then healing would come. It's not like it was magic. It was. Sand. It's not magic sand. There was nothing really about the washcloth. What it is is about. What it is about is yeah. the the action to the belief to bring into the natural the thing that you're hoping for. So that's one of the components that makes kinetic belief work. That's what the kinetic part of belief is. It's the momentum behind the belief. It's the movement behind the belief. What are you doing? You're moving toward what you are attracting. There's a substance that's coming into your life, and you're moving the substance of your faith toward that. And those those two movements in, are interconnected. Now, if one is not moving, one cannot complete the distance alone. It requires an agreement. The agreement by you is movement. The agreement in the universe is in reaction to your movement. And then there's an intersection at a perfect place at a perfect time to reveal your perfected life. What are some principles and tools that you use to combat uh, really what I think of is, as mental and even physical laziness, because one of the biggest uh, things that you're going to have to do to make this, to sort of make the switch, like you were talking about earlier, from, from simply wishing and begging into, you know, putting a demand on your healing because you have authority. I mean, there's like a big sort of like shift that has to happen, right? And I think a lot of times you're leaving these these huge habits in the past. I think some of our worst habits are are health related, but you can't be lazy in that. You know, sometimes you just have this like mental laziness that you, that you just can't seem to overcome enough to to make this shift to like get yourself over that threshold and into this way of living. Um, how would you counsel someone just wanting to sort of take that first step, but to do it in a, in a big way? The only way to do this while you're here in the land of the living, because there's so much that's coming against you or opposing what you're wanting to believe when it comes to the good thing. The way you do this is you've got to become a kinetic believing journaler. You're going to journal your best thoughts and ideas. You're going to write those down because now all you have to do, it doesn't require a, you be a mental giant to overcome these things. You pick mm -hmm. up your journal every day yeah. and you go back to where you left off. And then there's the guided part. In other words, there's the directive that's teaching you as you go and saying, write this down because of this. And then you take those thought impulses that you are attracting through the things that you're reading and believing, and you journal those. The act of journaling now becomes a kinetic belief or kinetic energy to attract or move toward what it is you're wanting to, to uh, uh, bring into your life. It doesn't matter if it's perfected love, relationships, finances, prosperity, a sound mind, no stress, 
get rid of the fear, perfect your health. All these things work. And the first step, fundamentally speaking, is going to be a successfully, kinetically journaling to believe. And you're right. That's so important to get out of the mindset of this is going to be hard. Don't even consider that this is going to be difficult because all you're doing is you're going to start journaling and you're just going to start saying what you know you're supposed to say, whether you feel like it or not. And then it shows up and it starts to manifest those feelings. They follow. And that's that's a great thing to remember, because just like we talked about earlier, the anticipation of, you know, if you have a real ailment that you are feeling daily, the anticipation of how hard you think it will be to overcome that is, um, is it can be this huge self-inflicted obstacle that's it's not even real. Distractions are attractions, and they will set the reset the course. You cannot successfully sail across an ocean without a captain's log. And you being a master of the universe, the master's log is going to be your kinetic journal. Your journal is going to keep you on point. There may be some tacking that's required as you set the course. Um, You'll navigate and you'll turn to the left slightly and back to the right, but you'll always know where the destination is based on your journaling, your log, your master's log. And so that's going to, regardless of what life throws at you, doesn't matter what the pain is or a new contact or someone else, a negative influencer comes into your life, they're not going to be able to get you off of what you're believing to see. Um, So you become physically grateful for what you've imagined to see. And the word of your certainty engrafted into your spirit is going to heal your mind. It's going to heal your body. It's going to heal your soul. And it's the word of gratitude now. You're also, as part of your journaling, and it, it's engrafted into your spirit, and it changes the circumstances of your life. If you have the thought form for it, you get it into your vocabulary, like we've been talking about, and your vocabulary is now being formed and drawn out through your kinetic journaling, it will heal you if you will continually believe and affirm that. I don't care how bad you feel. I don't care how, how bad the report was. You should not be emotionally moved by what you see or hear from anybody. You should only be motivated by what you believe. And the word of your agreement is going to be the final authority. The word of your agreement is always going to be the final authority. Is this something that you believe anyone can do or or do some people just they have a, a personality that's better better suited for this? This is not going to have anything to do with your personality. In fact, the, the, just the mere fact that you are listening to this podcast right now means you have the aptitude. It means everything that you are ever going to need to attract perfected health and maintain that while you're here. As long as you live, you should be walking in perfected health, and you can be. You have that ability on the inside of you. Nothing can take that away from you. Listen, those who imagine a a, a prosperous mind, a uh, healthy body, and a soul that is advancing toward completion. Expect extraordinary things. And that's all that's required here. You don't have to be uniquely different uh, any more than you already are. All you need to do is expect extraordinary things to come into your life. When one simply just wishes that they were wealthy, or I just wish I was healthy, or I wish the doctor's report was a good one, then you know what? The, the gain of that is not sustainable. You may feel good one day, but the cold will come the next, and perhaps it, it might not even be attainable. Wishes are used for desires that the wisher doesn't really believe are even possible. In fact, you know, a wish is often used just for regret. Somebody will say, well, I just wish I had studied more. The strong feeling of wishing for something is not going to necessarily attract the object for this reason. Uh, Feelings are susceptible to change, and they're always going to be based on observations. Feelings are emotionally driven, and emotions change. The thing that makes this work, the prosperous mind, body, and soul, is expecting extraordinary things and will accept nothing uh, less than that. And like you were saying a little while ago, you get your back up. You start getting angry and upset at anything that comes in there and tries to challenge what you are expecting for yourself. You are a creator, created in the image of the creator. You've been given authority and dominion while you're here on the earth. And it's what you say about a thing that's going to bring it to pass in your life. I don't care who you are. If you look around right now, whatever kind of life you're living, it's going to be a result of some things that you've been saying. 
heard you mention quite a few times, um, just in past episodes, uh, about positive disruptions. What what is a an easy, a simple positive disruption that you think someone could incorporate into you know kind of kickstarting this healing process? Oh, without a doubt, it's going to be included in the guided journaling process, and those are just as simple as gratitude affirmations, mm-hmm. something that you're going to say out loud, and it's pre-planned, and you're saying it, and you're saying it from your heart, and your thoughts, and your mind, and and you're speaking those the substance of those words begin rearranging and changing your life to show up and agree with what you're saying. Yeah, okay. And for example, let's just do it now. Just say, I am so grateful. I am so grateful. To know the creator in me. To know the creator in me. With the power to live the life I desire. With the power to live the life I desire. I'm also grateful. I'm also grateful. For the wisdom. For the wisdom. That comes with casting down negative imaginations. That comes with casting down negative imaginations. I'm thankful for the creative substance. I'm thankful for the creative substance of my perfected health of my perfected health for manifesting for manifesting because I declare it because I declare I say it I say it I demand it I demand it I'm grateful to know my original self I'm grateful to know my original self I've attracted my perfected life I've attracted my perfected life according to that original self according to that original self I feel better I feel better you look better you look better you look best (laughs) no you look good you look great (laughs) you win Oh, that's amazing. Wow. Today has flown by. This has been so amazing. What a topic. And, you know, I think we got to everything. But then again, oh, my goodness, there's just I think we could easily do another episode on this sometime. There's so much more to this. Well, and, you know, there is a lot to it. And then again, there's not. You just have to maintain Mm -hmm. that that high level, that viewpoint of thought. Uh, form operating correctly. You can say holistically, you see yourself as being whole, nothing missing or broken, everything operating and functioning the way that it's supposed to. In fact, you're impervious to any kind of a virus or cold virus or anything else. And if you've got one, it will leave you. It cannot stay where it is not welcome. And, you know, I think the thing that hit me biggest today from our from this teaching was having fun and that having fun is a huge part of faith and optimism and I know that I am you know absolutely guilty of of thinking about receiving something or healing or anything with kinetic belief and before I actually start that process it's like I give myself anxiety about something I'm not even doing it so just having fun with it and being so positively minded toward healing um, that was a big one for me today. That Optimist. was really good. Optimism is always going to agree yeah. with your happiness and just you're a joyous person. You'll ha- you'll find yeah. healing in optimism. That's, absolutely. That's really good. Good for um, the soul. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. You know, this has been a f- so much fun, like you said, and actually with all of our listeners, I just so sincerely appreciate you joining us each day. And we do this podcast Monday through Friday, and it is, of course, about the law of attraction, kinetic belief. It's uh, daily, and uh, website is kineticbelief.com. You can shoot us an email at kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com and uh, wow that's it yeah, right that was it and we and just to say we love getting emails from our listeners I just love hearing questions comments um, just knowing that they can engage with us like that is always really fun so all, don't yeah, hesitate to email that's right also at the website you can always uh, uh, keep an eye on additional materials that mm-hmm. kind of follow up some of the things that we're talking about or just sign up and come on out to one of the master classes we'd love to meet you and and uh, work with you on some things in your own personal life it's uh it's always a privilege to do that yeah we're going to be in new york in uh, january and then also in march adding dates weekly for those master classes uh so keep an eye on that all right we'll be back tomorrow same time same bat station (laughs) i like it okay (laughs) Okay. i'll see you then thank you bye